If you go to a restaurant and get a bad meal, you probably won't have to pay for it. In healthcare, though, this has not always been the case until recently. It's called pay for performance, and it's all about quality and outcomes. Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Dennis O'Leary. Dr. O'Leary comes to us from the Chicago Western suburb of Oak Brook Terrace, where he is president of the Joint Commission, the nonprofit organization that accredits and certifies nearly 15,000 healthcare organizations and programs in the United States. Joint Commission accreditation is recognized worldwide as a symbol of quality and that your hospitals and doctor's offices are meeting certain performance standards. Later this year, Dr. O'Leary will end a 20-year career as president of the Joint Commission. Dr. O'Leary, welcome, and uh, can you please update us on this evolving area of performance and outcomes measure? Thank you. It's good to be with you. The whole performance measure Measurement Arena has really uh, evolved in a radical way over the past 20 years. When we started out in 1986, this all seemed very, very simple. It was just quality measurement. We'd get, you know, we would harvest uh, some good quality measures from the professional literature and then ask people to send the data in, and we would include that in our accreditation process. There is, I think, wide recognition today that there is nothing more complicated than performance measurement and that we, first of all, have to separate the quality-related issues from the patient safety-related issues because the quality issues have mostly to do with errors of omission, things that you didn't do that if you had done them would have improved the quality of care and the eventual outcomes whereas the patient safety issues are largely care process-related and are often involve errors of commission where human error actually reaches a patient because care processes were not well-designed. What we have learned, I think, over time is that while the public and purchasers and certainly the Congress have a great fascination with quality outcomes, the richness of the measurement process comes from looking at process outcomes, by which I mean things that you do that the evidence indicates will be proxies for likely outcomes, whether that's beta blocker usage for patients who've had acute MIs or aspirin use or getting people to stop smoking. Those will give you an immediate outcome, but they will presumably result in a, in a better outcome downstream if you've done all of these things. The clear other side of the coin are the sentinel events, the serious adverse events, many of which are preventable, for which we expect organizations to undertake a, an in-depth analysis, which we call a root cause analysis, and to use that information to eventually redesign uh, care processes. It's easy to report quality uh, measures and quality outcomes. It's very difficult to report the patient safety side because here we're talking about reporting adverse events. Because if we were to report, make publicly available uh, information about adverse events, then that causes organizations to want to hide that information. And I will tell you, based on a lot of experience, organizations are actually quite good at hiding that information. And we have, I believe in this country, a real 
public policy quandary as to whether we want to encourage reporting or do we want to encourage punishment? That's very fascinating, Dr. O'Leary. I mean, that is what drives consumers, and I think it drives a lot of people in the medical profession crazy because they know that the information is out there, and they know that the hospitals know how good they are in certain things, yet we don't get to see that data. And increasingly, I think what we're finding is that providers are going to have to start reporting, and the ones that don't are not going to get paid or they might not even survive. Is, is that what you're seeing now? I mean, and you've been doing this for over 20 years. It's starting to come to the fore, is it not? Well, I think it's coming to the fore, but I'm a little worried uh, about the way in which it's coming to the fore because I don't know how this eventually translates into altered behaviors. And I look at what's happened in a public policy context over the past several years. Uh, a couple of years ago, the Congress passed the Patient Safety Act. The president signed it, and the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality was given the task of developing the regulations for what would become patient safety organizations to which one would report a serious adverse events, and the reporting of that information would be protected. So it was protected reporting for learning. Roll forward a year or two, and we have legislation and eventually now proposed federal rules, which basically say you're, if you have these events, you're not going to get paid, and we're probably going to publish the information. Now, talk about a public policy mixed message. It looks like our public policymakers don't know what they're doing, and it is a confusion, I think, to if you're on the receiving end of it, this at a, at a hospital, for instance. So that's one level of problem. Another level of problem is that while I think you, you would have to laud the efforts to encourage reporting of infection rates, the fact of the matter still is that if you're in a hospital and you are a good case finder, your rate's going to be higher than the hospital that is not a good case finder. And I would say the same thing for medication errors. And so if you're good, you'll look bad. And if you're bad, you'll look good. And that is a nuance that I would not know how to explain to the public, quite honestly. So I don't think we're out of the woods here yet. All we are doing, which is not a bad thing, is highlighting for the medical profession in particular and hospitals in particular the growing level of frustration of the public in dealing with issues that do not seem to be improving over time. You're listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD, XM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and we're speaking today with Dr. Dennis O'Leary, who is retiring later this year as president of the Joint Commission, uh, which credits over 15,000 healthcare organizations. And today we're talking about outcomes and quality measure. And Dr. O'Leary, please tell us, about what what are your thoughts on the recent penalties, if it were, for sentinel events? If you were to injure a patient, uh, provide poor quality care, it's it's pretty much a first in the government sector where you might not get paid by Medicare. This is probably only the beginning, isn't it? I think it is probably only the beginning, but it is, I think, troublesome. And let me put this in some context. If um, and I will sound more cynical than is fair. But after the Institute of Medicine came out with its Two Errors Human Report in 1999, 
there was a, a lot of activity in, in terms of initiatives to improve patient safety. The Joint Commission had already started on a series of initiatives, but the one entity that was remarkably silent on this until the present time was, was Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which really didn't do much of anything. And now CMS is on the lead on this initiative to penalize organizations for the occurrence of these events by paying them less or not paying them at all. If you were cynical, you might say, well, they're not really interested in patient safety. They're just trying to figure out another way not to pay hospitals. And I think we're very naive if we don't think that that perception isn't, isn't out there. I think it's un- unfortunate but there were some missed opportunities back there. The other problem is that this is going to create is that, you know, and it's a very serious problem from the accrediting body standpoint, is that once we have created this framework for patient safety organizations and this reporting for learning network, we may create a lot of patient safety organizations and nobody comes to the party. That is, no one sends any information in. We are, for patient safety improvement purposes, totally dependent upon the actual experience of what's going on out in, in the field, in, in care delivery settings. If no one's going to tell us about it, then the patient safety problem gets worse, not better. And I simply, you know, underscore the complexities of cause and effect when, you know, when various public policy actions are taken and we have to live with the consequences. And I guess simply urge that we pay more attention to potential consequences before we act. You are correct in the sense that the government is just now uh, Medicare considering penalizing providers for poor quality when, in fact, the private sector has been looking at outcomes and quality measure, it would seem, for a longer period. Is the private sector doing a better job? And also, are they doing less of the penalizing for the bottom line's sake, or are they being more thoughtful when they work with providers, insurance companies? How how is the private sector as compared to the government on this? I think the private sector has been a little bit less bold, or I would say more appropriately cautious, about this, but I don't think more thoughtful. If you're an employer or an insurance company, you don't want to pay for bad care, and and neither does CMS as a payer for services. But I think a lot of the obligation here is not to hit the physicians or the provider organizations across the face of the four by six. It's to offer ways in which organizations might do a better job of designing care processes to keep these events from occurring, that would tell me you were serious as an interested purchaser rather than interested in saving money, which is not a bad thing. And I'm not suggesting you ought to pay for bad care. I'm just saying the consequences of doing that may be that patient safety becomes a bigger problem, not a smaller problem over time. Are there organizations out there that are they say they are, but are there any specific organizations you'd like to name that may be rewarding providers for quality of care? Are we seeing more of that, or is that just kind of a smoke and mirrors thing? I think we have a very strong pay-for-performance movement going on in this country. It is almost entirely focused on the quality side, not on the patient safety side, because there are no good metrics, no good measures of improved patient safety. I mean, it's a bit of a paradox because if you have a patient safety problem, you intervene in some fashion 
and it gets better, you measure success in terms of bad things that didn't happen, almost impossible to measure. And so the, because it's hard to develop those measures, everything focuses on the, on the quality side. And there, the challenge is making sure that the right kinds of measures are being used to achieve changes in behavior that are of the highest priority. And it is a whole different set of issues around the quality of the metrics, the setting of quality priorities, and making sure that the measures of physician performance and of hospital performance are aligned with each other. I want to thank Dr. Dennis O'Leary, who's been our guest today, and we've been discussing quality measure and outcomes. And I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And I thank you for listening.